You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So lots and lots and lots going on. I do apologize for missing yesterday's episode. Um, just I planned on it. Wasn't taking the day off or anything. It just, uh, you know, things kind of got out of control here as far as plumbing and whatnot. So that's always fun when you hear scream. I thought my wife, because... Sometimes people overreact to things like spiders, and I just know when there's like an extra emphasis of panic that it's it's mostly just a way of trying to get me to get up so I could take care of it, because she knows I'm probably just not going to do it. So it has to be like, oh my goodness, this is the biggest spider I've never seen. This is disgusting. Please come here right away. So you hear, oh, gross. Ryan, come here immediately, right away. And it's like, nah, you're going to tell me what's going on, because I'm not getting out of bed. You're going to have to just say the words, because I am watching TV and falling asleep right now. And she said there was, you know, well, we don't need to get into details, but the shower was going the wrong way. You know, things were coming up instead of going down, and it was a whole thing. And then run downstairs, and you hear water dripping from, you know, the floor into your basement ceiling down onto the floor, and it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. Anyways, um... Too much going on right now. I, I do want to, we got to get to PFF. Probably not going to happen today because I want to get to the Pat McAfee thing. I actually recorded Pat McAfee because he's so slow at getting it out. So I, I, I you know, several days later before I can actually get to it. But then, of course, I recorded it and didn't even do the podcast. But anyways, I have the recording of it. And I guess just want to go through a couple of things. There's actually quite a few recordings. Uh, there's this and then a few things about Jordan Love. Um, and we'll just see where we're at with that because I don't know where that's going to lead us. Probably going to take a long time. I'm just going to be just going to be honest with you. I want to start. We're just going to go in order because that's the easiest thing. I'm not going to take clips and then try to organize it. Um, but I want to start with this clip because I, I went to Twitter as soon as the article came out from Ian Rappaport about what kind of a fracture it was and the fact that it's probably going to require surgery and that it does affect accuracy and all these different things. And I said, it's interesting um, 
or the, I think the biggest question is who leaked this? A lot of people didn't like that. They, why are you saying things like that? That's ridiculous. Nobody leaked it. Well, <laughs> somebody told Ian Rappaport about it. A couple of people said, well, it's probably Aaron Rodgers' camp because it says in the article that uh, he's doing a great job despite the injury. And I thought, mm, this feels to me like something a team wants to do that wants to shut down their quarterback. And so, well, why does it have to be a leak? Why couldn't it just be Ian asking and the team just confirming? Well, the team isn't willing to come out and say, nor is Rodgers willing to come out and say this publicly. So they're not coming out and saying what the fracture is. That, that de- those details have not, been, have not come out. Beyond that, Ian is keeping them anonymous. So if anybody said it, why would they say, here's the fracture, I'm going to tell Ian Rappaport, but not anybody else, and I want him to keep me anonymous? I don't think it's, I'm, I'm not pushing a narrative, it's a basic question. Who gave Ian Rappaport the information? And if he just asked and, and they told him, why, why has it not been public information this entire time? And again, the, the article reads, yes, there's some positive things that are in there, but the article says he, it's, it's real bad, he's going to need surgery, and it's affecting his play. That's what the article said. And then they throw in a couple little niceties about Rodgers, which you would do, especially if this is basically a, uh, I don't want to say a hit piece, but it, it certainly isn't something that Rodgers wanted to get out. That was my perspective. I didn't know. But here's what Aaron Rodgers said. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't change the settings here. You're not going to hear any of that. All right, let's try that again. After we got, you know, Make-A-Wish kids scooped the story. Big B. And then there's some other report, you know, leaked by who knows who about the type of fracture it is and ideas about surgery and blah, blah, blah. Um, Interesting times we live in. Oh, Mm. I I thought I heard a little, uh, I thought I heard a little. Do you agree with all of it? Somebody with everything that was leaked like why do you have issues with what was leaked and what how did it come about with the the make-a-wish kid uh, yeah he's he's a he's a uh, aspiring podcaster i believe packers so big, I didn't realize big, I, big, big, I was getting, big p sorry packers p sorry b. packers yeah. b yeah so i had it right nice. first boy yeah big b all right legend yeah. anyway sorry that's all me no he was a great kid he was he was a Asking a lot of questions. We had a nice little lunchtime chat. And uh, then he got, got released. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy he broke that. You, it seemingly uh, sounds like you're not thrilled about the actual fracture getting out because that means that had to come from somebody that had the actual information. And then you said interesting times, which is like, why would you put that out there? We don't need that out there. But let's move on. Let's, well, let's get away from the thumb, you know, because that thing's been... That's old. All right, so... Just want everybody to know, I knocked it out of the park, and for everybody that was trashing me on Twitter, you can stick it in your eye socket. All right? How's that sound? It's a lot of talk about his ribs. He kind of gives a little bit of detail. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's very long, and we pretty much know it, but here's just a tiny snippet. But I was in considerable pain, and I felt like I just couldn't move uh, out there really much at all and wanted to go in and just make sure it wasn't something really, really serious. I... You know, I've heard some stories and seen Randall Cobb uh, punctured along back in uh, like 2015 playoff, I think it was. And that was pretty scary. Uh, and, you know, I've heard some other stories as well. So I just want to make sure that wasn't the case. And, you know, tried to get some x-rays uh, as well, which, I mean, I'll talk about that maybe last, uh, you know, after the season's over. Um, but that was 
that was an interesting process as well. And then just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't do anything about the pain to get back out there. So I don't, I have no idea. I don't know if anybody's speculated online about what he's talking about. Um, he went to get x-rays. He'll talk about it after the season. Something he was not super happy about. I don't exactly know what that means. But bottom line is, um, you know, obviously Rodgers is, is a tough football player, plays through a lot of stuff. But um, he kind of drew the line at my ribs are jacked up and I can't breathe, especially when he's getting flashbacks of, you know, uh, players with punctured lungs and things like that. That's not something to play with. So he wanted to just get it checked out. Couldn't get the pain under control, so they uh, decided to just leave him out for the game. Sounds like that's more or less. But, and as we'll get to, because I've already said it, so I'm kind of not spoiling anything, um, he is okay seemingly to play against Chicago. So then the question arises, uh, naturally, you know, there's been a lot of talk about keeping him out because he's injured and everything else and how you feeling and what do you think about maybe not playing because you're all jacked up and you need to be healthy for next year and whatnot well we're not eliminated uh i got good news with the scans yesterday so i plan on playing this week so i mean a lot of people are freaking out especially the uh people that want love to to play myself included um i don't need to go through that all again it's not an anti-rogers thing it's it's even if he plays next year which i'm leaning toward he probably will but I don't know. Um, it still would be good to see love. But the the here's the thing. They, they consistently, talking to Lafleur and Rodgers, uh, have talked about how we're not eliminated yet, therefore. And they are consistently saying that, leading me to believe that they're almost kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, that chill out when we're eliminated, love will take over. I mean, it just that's just what it feels like to me. Um, I mean, why would Rodgers even lead with that? We're not eliminated yet. I mean, if in his mind, I'm playing all year no matter what, I don't even see the point in saying we're not eliminated yet. Um, I, and that's not to say he doesn't want to play. I'm, I'm sure he wants to play, but I get the impression that, that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers both understand that he's probably going to be, like, th- this is already a thing that they know. And that's why Ro- Matt LaFleur even gets kind of squirrely on it when you ask him. And he'll say usually the same thing. Well, we're not eliminated yet, and you know we'll have these discussions. And you know they're they're having a hard time just saying Rodgers is the quarterback. He's playing all year. Period. Unless you know we have to drag his limp body off the field, he's going to be throwing footballs. They won't say that. I mean, they wouldn't say that because it's a weird sentence to say. But you get my point. So, and again, my concern is you beat the Bears. You continually kind of limp through the season and we might not be mathematically eliminated until almost the end of the season if we continue to win games because we don't have a very hard schedule coming up we could lose to the bears and then that pretty much knocks us out but i'm just saying there's the potential that this could continue to limp along and i don't know exactly what's going to happen there but that's just the impression i'm getting based on what they're saying including what rogers just said well we're not eliminated yet so i plan to keep playing and let me just add this one one little caveat in here as a Please let Ro- Love play guy. I am leaning toward I would rather have Rodgers play against Chicago. I just, I can't stand the Bears. And I know, I don't, I don't know why, but there's something in Rodgers' brain where he just refuses to have a bad day. If he does, then that's sufficient. Like something's broken. Whether it's a bone or his brain or something, something is way off. This dude does not play a bad game against the Bears. And peak Aaron Rodgers 
with Watson and the whole crew and the running backs, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for getting a good pick, but uh, let's, let's smash the Bears, okay? Let's just do that. That's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. That's not to say Love could, and let, let, me, let me throw in this additional caveat. If I knew 100% that if Love played, we'd win, I would probably prefer that just because it's going to be right, and it, it would tick Bears fans off so much because they have been trashing us over and over and over. We've got the future. We've got Justin Fields. We've got this guy. And if, if Fields, and I don't know if Fields is playing, but if Fields and Love played and Love won the game, oh, Mm, I don't even care if Justin Fields ran for 500 yards. It doesn't matter. As long as Love is playing and we win the game, beautiful. But with that said, let's just let's just let Rodgers handle it, okay? He, he knows how to beat the Bears. Let's just do that. That is actually a prerequisite for Love, though. I don't care how good he is. If he can't beat the Bears, I don't know if he's the guy. I'm just saying. You go, what is it now, 15-2? and 15-2 and two and your two losses are the Bears? You suck as a quarterback. I don't care about the 15, you loser. Uh, here, here's just a, a minor clip of Rogers that as soon as I heard it, it kind of clicked something in my brain that makes sense. But here, here's what Rogers had to say in terms of, you know, uh, under different circumstances, would you shut it down or whatever? Listen, we are eight and four, four and eight, 12 and oh, oh and 12. I'd be wanting to suit up this week. The reason I wanted to play that is that is Rogers, right? Say what you want about the guy, but he's a football player. He's tough. He loves the game. He wants to play. The reason I'm playing it is because it comes down to the coaches. It comes down to Matt LaFleur. It comes down to Brian Gutekunst. They have to be the ones to be the big boys in the room. And 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 Rodgers needs that too. Rodgers isn't going to save himself. If, if the good of the team and the good of Aaron Rodgers means shutting him down, getting him surgery, getting him rehab, getting him healthy for next year, if that is what's good, Rodgers isn't going to be the guy to pull himself out. He will play all the way through. Matt LaFleur is going to need to be the guy to step up and say, you know what? We're done. We're done. I, I, I know. I know you don't want to stop. I know you don't want me to throw in the towel for you, but we got to do it. For your sake, for the team's sakes, for Jordan's sake, for everybody's sake, this needs to happen. And, 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 and to some degree, and you can even hear the way Rodgers is saying it, like he, he knows he's going to get shut down at some point because the season's going to be over. But he's not, again, he's not going to be the guy to do it. And he just needs somebody to man up and, and be that person. And, and, and I think to some degree he'll... Now, if, if we're not eliminated, he might get a little huffy about it. But I think once we're eliminated, especially with the injury, if he wasn't injured, I don't know how he'd handle it. But I, I really think he's going to understand it, whether he likes it or not. But, but again, that's, that's the point. He's not supposed to like it. He's a football player. He wants to be a football player. He wants to be the leader of the team. He wants to be the guy out there leading the charge on the football field, leading the Green Bay Packers. He's not going to say, okay, sounds good, I'll come out. There's going to be resistance. That's how it goes. But at some point, the coach needs to step up and say, enough. And if he won't do it, the GM needs to step in and say, enough. And if they won't do it, Mark Murphy needs to step up and say, listen, that's enough. So I get it. We're not eliminated, and I and I again I believe once we are, he's going to sit. But you know, we'll, even if we're not a hundred percent, if we're drifting below one percent, and Rogers is taking additional injuries, I mean, now he's got a busted up rib, whatever the situation is, thumb is busted and probably needs surgery. Don't know if it does. He kind of alluded to that maybe being an iffy thing. Which again, if it's leaked by a team friendly source, it's probably going to make it sound worse than it is. 
or at least, you know, paint the worst possible picture. But that that's important to remember. This is not on Rogers, not on anybody. Now, I know Tua was getting crap about, you know, he needs to be the one to protect himself. And I, I get it to a degree. You know, if you get a concussion or whatever, and they're like, no, you're fine, go back out there, you, you should say something and refuse to play. But he's a football player. That's what you want in a football player is a guy that's going to put his body on the line and say, I'm, I'm, I, if, if you'll let me play, I will play. I will not take myself out of this game. You got to take me out. And that's where it's on the coaches to protect their guys and say enough is enough. He continues on a little bit. Here's what he says. How come not I- just because it's because that's what you do. You know, when you're when you're a player, you go out there and if you can play, you play. You don't need some doctor to give you an excuse. Oh man, I don't know, maybe one more week. You know, not quite a hundred percent. No. If you can go out there and compete and you have competitive greatness in your body, in your heart, in your mind, you go out and play. Hell yeah. There you go. Um, and again, and, and, and again, that's what you want in your players, right? And that's why it's good that we have things where, where if a guy gets hit in the head, the, the NFL, their, their staff, there's people on there that'll drag players off and be like, no, you got to come. And you see players get a Christian Watson. He, he didn't even have a concussion, but because he did earlier and he took a shot, even you know, I think he got a hit in the ribs or something and got the wind knocked out of him, but they're like, we're not risking it. Good. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not happy with how soft the NFL is getting, but there are certain precautions like that that are good. I mean, it's it's one thing to protect the quarterback where if somebody breathes on him, it's a penalty. That's stupid. But protecting somebody from something that can kill them makes perfect sense. But again, you got a bunch of really highly competitive guys that don't care about physical pain and just want to go out there and hit somebody. Anyways, I, I, I love this quote because... Um, I'm going to go go to 2 and 0 on the day. Um I mentioned that that pick saying that, you know, he baited him or whatever. I thought that was kind of silly. The safety's just kind of sitting there, but uh here's what Rodgers had to say about uh the safety and and what a great job he did, you know, tricking Aaron Rodgers and getting that pick. Look, did he trick you? Did this guy trick you? Did, did is that what happened, Aaron? And are you okay to say that or no? No, he didn't trick me. Okay. The guy ran the and I threw I shouldn't throw him the ball that's what happened <laughs> the thing that I, I I shouldn't say I love this because I spent all last week or uh, a good portion of one podcast last week saying you got to stop throwing guys under the bus and he I've never seen him throw a guy under the bus and back over him quite like this and for whatever reason it just gives me a chuckle <laughs> probably because he's talking about Tyler Davis um but yeah he 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 kicks him directly under the bus, crushes him, and just kicks that bad boy into reverse. That didn't should have been down the seam. I shouldn't have been off it. But when he, when he was crossing over there, I was like, oh, maybe I can, if he cuts in front of the guy, I can fit it in there. I shouldn't even throw the ball to him. Should have just air melt it to the you know, guy on the horse standing on the sidelines over there. Horse jump. <laughs> and the, the frustration, let, let me just... For those that didn't catch it, this is essentially what he said. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Tyler Davis. I could be wrong. Almost positive. What he's saying is, I saw him cutting across the field. I'm going to throw this ball directly at the safety, trusting that Tyler is going to come you know, flat enough and to the ball enough that the safety won't be able to jump it. This is what I expect from guys like Tunyon, guys like Randall Cobb, guys like Devontae. They know these things. 
And he's saying what? Shouldn't even throw him the ball. I should have known better than to trust that monkey, that freaking ape, to actually do what he needs to do so that I don't throw a pick in a critical situation. And what I should have done is freaking just airmailed the ball into the stands because these idiots don't know how to play football. That's, that's basically a softened version of what was actually going on in his brain when he said that, which wasn't actually far off from what I just said. So, um, no, the, the, the safety didn't do anything special. He was just standing there. But the question is, is, uh, is, is this guy going to understand that there's a safety there and, and try kind of try to bail me out? Because that's what, you know, if you ever watch those end zone views of quarterbacks throwing balls, they do that all the time. They throw the ball right at defenders. And I remember looking at it and just being like, there's no way I would ever do that. I cannot believe that you're staring straight at a safety or a linebacker or whatever, and you're going to throw it directly at their chin. Because you got a guy coming across and you're hoping that he's going to, you know, get there and pluck the ball out of the air before he gets there. It's just, it's such a crazy thing but i i thought that was hilarious and and rogers obviously just doesn't care and listen is that a good thing no it's not it's not a good thing for rogers to uh because because i mean th- this is significantly worse than a lot of other things because usually it's a very vague like these guys you know you people kind of a statement this is saying directly tyler davis because we all know who he's talking about this isn't vague this is you know, I should not have done it. And when, you know, Rodgers, again, being pretty vague usually in the past, talking about some of these guys shouldn't even be playing, they shouldn't have the time out there or whatever. Um, the absolute unbelievable frustration in his voice, even with a smile on his face, you can hear just the disgust. Um, I get the impression. And, I, you know, on, on a football level, I'm sure he's a good dude. I'm sure he likes him and hopes the best for him. But on a football competitive we are trying to win a Super Bowl since I don't think Rodgers is a huge Tyler Davis fan, if I had to take a guess. For him to come out and say, I should have known better than to throw it to him, I should have just thrown it in the stands rather than throwing it to a wide-open tight end, that's really a punch-in-the-face statement that I don't, I don't know. And that I, I didn't hear anybody even quote that. That is like the biggest kick-in-the-gut statement directly at one of his players that I think I've ever heard him say. That's crazy. So I pushed, um, pushed the issue a little bit more. Well, yeah, but what do you think about the safety? Like, good player, you think? I mean, he caught a ball right to him. <laughs> good play. Well, and, and it's funny, too, because all they're like, oh, I can't believe you said that. That's literally what happened. I threw a ball at his chest, and he caught it. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Stupid question. But But that's – and people do get upset about that. Like, oh, come on. He got a pick that's a big deal. This is the whole thing, too, where I you know, I, I wanted to change the entire grading scale because it's like he threw a touchdown pass. The, he threw a 10-yard pass to a wide-open guy. He threw a touchdown. It was a 70-yard touchdown. What are you talking about? No, it was a 10-yard pass, and he ran for a touchdown. I mean, that was my big issue with Tom Brady all the time. Look how good he is. Dude, he dumps five-yard passes off to Rob Gronkowski. I don't really care. Now, I'm not saying Brady isn't a good quarterback. Just saying, I, I got so annoyed with like those things being highlights, and it's the same with this, dude. He got a pick. It's he's a rookie who got a pick from Aaron Rodgers. It's crazy. Aaron Rodgers threw a ball into the guy's chest. Chill out. Anybody that doesn't get that pick sucks. 
and I might be looking at Jair Alexander right now. <laughs> because if a ball gets thrown right to you and you don't just run forward and catch it, that's not a great thing. Jair, you hear me? That's not great, bud. Okay? Again, the question gets asked about Christian Watson. It's getting a little repetitive at this point. Um, I don't know how many times they can ask Aaron Rodgers about Chris. I mean, listen, I love it. I, you know, hearing Aaron Rodgers praise him, but it is getting a little... And it, it, Rodgers kind of does seem <laughs> borderline. And, I mean, it's, it's like three questions in a row now. Actually, it was before that. There was the golf question. He kind of got annoyed. Like, you guys got to stop with the stupid golf thing. I'm not going to be a golfer. Then you ask him about the pick and he gets upset because of his player. Then you ask about the guy that that picked them off, and he's like, well, that's stupid. Now you're asking about Christian Watson for about the fourth week in a row. Like, hey, what do you think about him? Like, this, literally the same thing I think I've been thinking this whole time. But anyways, here's here's the answer that he gets. I mean, it's a good answer, but it just, it is getting a little, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know why you would ask the same question again. Like, what do you think of Christian Watson? You just asked me that. I think it's an incredible case study on how one play can change the course trajectory of a person's life. I mean, we, I think we know in general one one decision, positive and negative, in our in our lives can change uh, the course for all of us. One like piece of advice, one uh, chance encounter, one random meetup with someone. You know, it, it, that can that can do it. But it it's rare in this game that kind of one play changes everything for a guy and people are like well there had to be something in practice or this or that so no not really no i mean i watch the kid every single day he went from struggling uh to, for consistency to you know i said the other day he's kind of he dropped like one pass in the last three weeks but everything he's catching now and uh we've seen his speed and we finally got to hit him j-lo threw a nice pass to him on that concept versus one high and we've seen kind of those type of clips, like a couple of them over the years, where where when we installed the offense, that was you know the Julio Jones catching that ball and and the backside guy running that post, kind of hold the safety, and you've got a guy with speed that guy can turn a you know ten yard completion into a sixty yard touchdown. And that's exactly what he did. But uh, but yeah, I mean he's six touchdowns in three weeks. That's pretty impressive for anybody, and for a rookie who had none coming in. Uh, you know, after nine weeks, uh, pretty, pretty cool for Man, him. Week. So the, the thing that I do like about it, because kudos to Rogers for coming up with a different answer to the same question. But, um, the thing I like about it is I, I don't know that it's real, you know? Um, and, and, and uh, anybody can have a good day, right? We saw with MVS, he would, it was very rare. It was one or two times a year, but you can have a good day, but being a great receiver is something else, especially when it's Watson. Like even with Dobbs, like we saw the the greatness for, for a little bit, but I don't know. But but with that, it's like the 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 stuff he's doing great is like wide receiver stuff. With Watson, it's like he's fast, you know. And is he can he be anything else? Thing I like about it is Rogers specified and said that he was you know even in practice he's struggling. He's struggling to understand what to do, where to go, all these different things. And that that one pass changed everything. Not just, you know, he caught the one pass and then continued to have success catching passes. No, there, there is a confidence. There is an understanding. There is a reliability as far as his, his, his hands and his routes. And all these things are developing. So 
from Roger's standpoint, he's looking at it as he has arrived, which gives me a lot of confidence because I don't know that he has. Um, so for him to be like, yeah, no, he's, he's legit now. He's a, he's a wide receiver and he's looking real good. That's, that's awesome because I don't know. For all I know, he's still out there running crap routes and he doesn't know what he's doing and he's doing everything wrong, but occasionally he runs that deep route and Rodgers hits him and you know, even if he's not where he's supposed to be, he throws a good ball and it's a catch and it's a touchdown. And, you know, Rogers is looking at it like this guy still doesn't have any idea what he's doing, but hey, at least he's getting his touchdowns. That's not what he's saying. And, and that's what I didn't know. And I'm very glad to hear that. And by the way, I, I saw, I haven't read it yet, but I think Dusty Evely did something on Christian Watson. I was very encouraged. So I got to check that out. He did a lot of Jordan Love too and was also extremely encouraged. So I, I just. He's been doing a lot of work. I had to scroll. I was just scrolling forever to find the Watson thing, but uh, you definitely need to go check those out. Because, again, it, it's it's one thing to have a good day. It's another thing to kind of, you know, have a couple big plays. Um, but are you the guy? Premature to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Anyways, this feels like a good spot to take a break, so why don't we do that? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you would like to support the podcast, it would be incredibly, greatly appreciated thanks again to uh jessica brandon and chris really do appreciate that also please consider giving to fertile ground ranch discipleship ministry really are uh, grateful for all the report uh, the support that they've been receiving and if you're interested you can also uh, well you will be entered for every five dollars that you donate to fertile ground ranch into a paul horning jersey it is signed it does come with a certificate of authenticity so uh, FertileGroundRanch.org. You can find a link pinned to the top of my Twitter. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So continuing on now with the Rodgers thing, uh, I also thought this was kind of cool. Again, just trying to find out like how legit this is. And I thought this was a good nugget. They uh, AJ Hawk had asked him, have you ever seen anything like this in terms of a guy kind of just coming out of nowhere, you know, where he's struggling, 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 and then boom, a light bulb goes off and he's, he's like a, a guy. I don't know. I mean, I've seen people kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, remember James Starks, you know, in 2010, he was on the PUP for forever. We wondered who this kid from Buffalo is he ever going to play? 
and then he has 100 yards, you know, in the in the playoff game against the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs, uh, and nobody ever seen anything from him, and, and ended up having a real nice career for us uh, in Green Bay. That I mean, that kind of comes to mind, but not really like one play where you go from uh, is this kid gonna you know gonna make it, gonna get it figured out. You know, people are kind of bagging on him to, oh, my God, he's, you know, a star in, in, uh, in a matter of a few weeks. Um, hard to think of anybody who's had that kind of jump, but happy for him. You know, he, he cares about it. And the cool thing is just seeing the confidence, you know. like that's As an older player, you love uh, seeing, uh, seeing that confidence grow in those young kids because you see the evolution and Noah's like to be that young and to, you know, want to, you know, play well and want to have those impact plays and, and not having them, you know, multiple times, and then to have like a game like he did against Dallas, and then to follow it up with two touchdowns, and then to have a catch and run in 100 yards in, in another game, it's like pretty cool for the kid. How about an- so again, rare, right? The only thing you could think of that's even kind of similar, and 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 again, what what is he talking about? He's not talking about a guy that didn't do anything and then kind of exploded for a day. What, what what he's saying is a guy that went from zero to legit starter. Because a lot of guys, you know, pretty much everybody at some point, Geronimo Allison had like a big breakout game and then went right back to being what he was this whole time. So plenty of examples of that. He's saying that he's never seen anything quite like what Christian Watson has done, going from I don't really know how it's going to go for him to wow, he's a star is Aaron Rodgers' words. So we'll see. I'm not saying Rodgers knows everything, but the, the he, he has a big piece of the puzzle that I don't, which is seeing his understanding and, and having confidence based on the way he's practicing and the way that he's playing that, yeah, he's, he's legit. And then, very nice part of the show, he was asking Aaron Rodgers about Jordan Love. Obviously, some people are expecting Rodgers to say he's a piece of garbage or whatever. Um, I don't know if anybody actually expected that, but here's what he said. Uh, it was it was really nice to watch. You know, I uh, you know feel like an older brother uh, watching him. Uh, you know, do well. I care about the kid a lot, and fun to see his growth. Fun to just see him just kind of relax up there. You know, I think that's as any young player. Same thing with Christian. You know, once you can make a few plays, it just it kind of takes the anxiety out of the body and the tension out of the body, and to see him, you know, make accurate throws and. And do what he's been doing uh, has been fun to watch. I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of it I, I see through. Obviously, go back and think about what I was thinking about as a third-year player, but the jumps that you see coincide with him, you know, working on things in uh, look team reps. You know, practice a lot, working on look offs and different types of arm angle throws. And you didn't see that in the game. You just saw him kind of playing on time and making accurate throws, but. But I think it's because he's been feeling confident and doing those things on the look team, then when you get in the game, it allows you to just kind of sink and go back to the you know the fundamental things that you that, that you've been been drilling on. So big, uh, you know, big respect to him. Obviously, I think Tom Clements deserve some amount of credit because he's such a guru and teaching the fundamentals. But uh, happy for Jay to go out there in a primetime game and and have success. So it's nice to hear. And, and I think the, the thing that I really like, you know, you look around the league and there, there are quarterbacks are polarizing. 
Um, they're such a pivotal piece to the locker room that um, if players like you, they really like you, and it has a big impact. And if players don't like you, they really don't like you, and that's going to have an impact. I mean, you look at what's going on with Russell Wilson. That's a that's a rough situation. I mean, it's it sounds bad. Um, he has rubbed people the wrong way to the point where people are screaming at him. And, um, you know, the, I heard rumors about him, you know, driving and flying separately or whatever kind of nonsense. Mr. Hollywood attitude. And um, the team genuinely seems to really like Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers genuinely seems to like Jordan Love. Um, I don't know in terms of leadership. I mean, you know, he, he doesn't seem to be a rah-rah guy. Maybe he's a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers type of guy in terms of, you know, I'm just going to go do my job and I expect everyone else to go do their job. But um, it's at least an important thing that that he's liked and respected. Um, by I mean, you know, because the, the Rodgers and Favre thing was not good. That was, a, that was a tough relationship. And I don't know what the rest of the locker room thought about Rodgers. I got the impression the veterans didn't like him very much. And so it's kind of like a, a young guy versus old guy kind of thing. But, you know, you look at the respect that Jordan Love gets from Rodgers, um, from Devondre Campbell, which we'll, we'll play that in a little bit, from a lot of these other guys. And, and now he's getting respect from other defenders around the league um, based on that, that little bit of play that he did. So it's a good thing. And, and, and you want that to have a – assuming he is the future of the franchise and we'll see, um, you want there to be that rallying around him because – Jordan Love's success, although it, a lot of it has to do with his own ability, it's going to partly be tied to his receivers and his offensive line and his tight ends and all these guys really showing up. You know, I mean, you, you look at that Brett Favre game where his dad died. I mean, Brett Favre didn't necessarily play the best game of his life, but his receivers made it look like that was the best game of his life. So, um, no, I, I, I like that aspect of it. I, you know, I don't, I don't know much about Jordan Love's personality, but he seems to be very well-liked. Uh, in the locker room. Anyway, speaking of uh, Jordan Love, I wanted to play a couple of other clips here. Um, this first clip is from Darius Slay. Now, if you didn't know, Darius Slay is a cornerback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if you didn't know, no, 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 we just played the Philadelphia Eagles. So here is what a competitor for the team that we just played, and he plays defense, cornerback you should know who Darius Slay is I shouldn't have to tell you this this is getting ridiculous okay smarten up chase uh Darius Slay had to say about Jordan Love as the game is going guys I see that A-Rod was running into the locker you know he'll he'll put a word out there saying he'd been playing with a you know a thumb injury to set the Giants game so I saw him running in the tunnel I'm saying what's going on with A-Rod he must have messed it up you know, so as a defense, where A-Rod goes out, we feel great. You know what I'm saying? That's the greatest quarter, what a credit quarterback ever. So if he goes out, we got to go out here and really get active. You know, the D-line get a little hungrier because they be like, okay, got a young buck coming in. I can go get out to the quarterback because, you know, A-Rod makes a lot of checks and makes a lot of communication at the line of scrimmage. That's hard to stop. So young buck come in actually did a very, very solid job, man. They got a Green Bay, got a, a bright, bright future, like a bright one. Because Buddy is, Buddy was slinging it. Oh, oh, I ain't gonna lie, like, he low-key looked like A-Rod, like he's been learning a lot. It should be a blessing for him to be behind a goat and learning like that at a high level. And he's a talented kid as well. Like he's a first-round draft pick. 
So he got a lot of talent, you know. He just got to wait his time, just like how A-Rod waited his time for Brett Favre. You know, so now he's waiting his time. So what's time going to come? And you can see, like, the gunslinging mentality he had just like him. Like, they, with the quick release, the flick, and the picking the back leg up, he got, he he's he's copying and pacing him for sure. Which that's is a great player to be copying and pacing from. As the... Uh, in case you didn't hear it, here is what he said again. The bright one. Because Buddy is... Buddy was slinging it. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, he low-key looked like A-Rod. Like, he's been learning a lot. It should be a blessing for him to be behind. Are you smiling right now? I'm just curious if you're smiling right now. Because I bet you're smiling right now. Because <laughs> I can't stop smiling. All I can think... And I... You know, again, we don't know. It's nine snaps. I get it. But think how much crap this guy has had to endure. I mean, just from Packer fans alone, much less Bears and Vikings fans. Because you got to remember, this has been the singular talking point for Bears, Vikings, and Lions fans. Ha ha, Jordan Love is your future. That's it. That's the only thing they have. Yeah, you got it going on now, but pretty soon he's leaving and Jordan Love takes over and then you go to the bottom of the barrel, which doesn't really make a lot of sense, but... That's their whole line. Ha ha, you get Jordan Love now. This guy playing well, even nine snaps, I promise you, I promise you, Bears and Vikings and Lions fans are looking at that. And although what's coming out of their mouth and they're typing with their fingers and their keyboards is wild way to overreact, in the in the the depths of their soul, they're thinking, oh no. Please, God in heaven, please, 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 not again. Here is another clip. I'm not entirely sure what this was. Clubhouse Live. I guess this is probably like a Packers TV show. I don't know. I haven't watched it. But there are uh, two Packers. I thought it was just one, but the other guy's a Packer as well. I thought he was just a host. I don't know if that's, I don't know who that is, McDuffie? I have no idea. But um, here are two Packers, including Devondre Campbell and some other dude. (laughs) I probably should know, but don't. Uh, Having a little discussion about uh, Mr., you know, Jordan Love. I mean, I think Jordan's a a great player. I think he's a great teammate. Um, You know, I'm not in the offensive meetings, but I can't see the way that the ball comes out of his hands. I can't see the way that he's decisive um, playing against our defense. I mean, we don't know about y'all, but I think we got a pretty good defense, and he does a really good job for us in practice, gives us a real look, and um, it's pretty impressive. He's done some... Some pretty impressive things. He's a starting quarterback. Okay, yes. there we go. Yeah, no yeah. question. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks, and this a lot of starting quarterbacks. Wow, there we go. That's good stuff. There, how about that? Yeah. I mean, so you got uh, McMasterson here. I don't know who he is talking about. You know, he, he's he's watching him on defense. He does some special things. He really likes him. Whatever. And Devondre just cuts him off and chimes in and says he is a starting quarterback. He is better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now, today. Um, and again, you, you talk about respect. Jordan Love has the respect of Aaron Rodgers, which is a big deal. You know, it's not just from the standpoint of Aaron Rodgers is caddy and he's, you know, whatever, and that's why he wouldn't like... No, it, it makes sense that a starting quarterback would not be super thrilled about hanging out with his replacement. But... You know, over time, I think partially Rodgers kind of just coming to terms with where he's at and, and partially having been through the process himself with Brett Favre. 
but also just in part because of Jordan Love and how he carries himself and how he treats people and how he whatever. But then you've got, you can see the respect he has from his other teammates. You know, I mean, make no mistake, as, as, as soft-spoken as he may be, Devondre Campbell is a leader on this team. He is one of the true leaders on this team, and, and he cut off another defensive player and just said flat out, he is a, a starting quarterback who is better than a lot of starting, starting quarterbacks. Now, granted, you can be better than seven quarterbacks in the NFL and suck, but that's still a big deal because we're looking at this going, is this another Deshaun Kaiser? Is this another Brett Hundley? And that would not apply to them. Um, I found this video clip because it was retweeted by Will Blackman. Will Blackman said, we said the exact same thing when 12 was the backup. So, you know, he went from being, and I'm, I'm so happy for Jordan Love on, on, on top of everything because he has been a laughingstock. The guy hasn't done any, he hasn't played hardly at all. And he is just a giant laughingstock. And, and everybody in the media, everybody everywhere is largely just saying this, you know, the, the Packers are doomed when Rodgers leaves. And in fact, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed by the, the phraseology of a lot of people that benching Rodgers is a negative because um, telegraphing to your team that you're tanking is it was always a terrible thing. Who said anything about tanking? Who said we're tanking? Aaron Rodgers is sitting because he's injured and because the, the, the season is over. It's not tanking. Jordan Love is a quarterback. I, you're going to go out and win with Jordan Love is what you're going to do. I'm not telling you to tank. Nobody said anything about tanking. Who said anything about tanking? You go win. And Jordan Love is your starting quarterback. Um, it's just, again, it's just, it's just bred into the idea that he's just a trash quarterback and the team goes to zero when he's in there and the only thing that works with this team is Rodgers it's that same old thing that's been bred into our thinking since gee I don't even know how long this probably goes back to Favre that you know that we're a team propped up by two quarterbacks it's not true and 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 beyond that Jordan Love is a capable quarterback nobody is tanking a different quarterback who is more than capable is going to come in and win football games. That's what's going to happen. Probably, you know, definitely not enough to get into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not my favorite argument to say that we're tanking if, if, if Aaron Rodgers uh, sits. In fact, I would hope, rather than discouraging the team, it would encourage the team and give them something to rally around. Rally around Jordan Love. It's what they've needed this whole year is something to rally around. So, um, yeah, I, I don't buy it, and that certainly wouldn't be the message that I would send. And anybody that thought that it was tanking would would be implying that Jordan Love is no good. And I, as a head coach, I certainly wouldn't tolerate anything like that. So, anyways, that's where we're at. Um, overall, nothing super crazy going on. I mean, a lot of things going crazy right now, but um, nothing, nothing super negative. It's all pretty positive. And I, I do appreciate that. It's surprising to me because I thought when we started losing, you know, nobody listened to the podcast anymore and it would be all negative and it would just be this big giant disaster. But no, it's it's been good. And, um, you know, it's there's been some fighting about Aaron Rodgers, but otherwise it's it's mostly just been, most people are on the same page and we're all very excited. We have Jordan Love and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and all these new guys to 
to check out and get excited about. So uh, it should be fun. Excited to, to turn our attention to Bears Week. we got to hurry up and do that. Obviously, I'm missing a lot of opportunities here. I can't believe I missed a day on Bears Week. But um, we're going we're gonna to look at the Bears, and uh, we're going to have some fun making fun of them. But anyways, that's it. I'm out of here. You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>